Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a moment and relax, take a deep breath if you want to, put aside whatever you're working on. If you're driving, just let your mind and heart and awareness blend towards what the Lord is drawing you to. Still keep driving. Be careful with that, but let the Lord draw you. He's, your spirit is always drawing your soul. That's the the function that's always going on is is through your spirit there's always a drawing to your original soul. Now your soul has gotten used to doing things its own way, it has some bad habits. And in order for your soul to be perfectly rejoined to your spirit God has to deal with those bad habits, and he is doing so. We don't need to ask him. We don't need to even know what those bad habits are. Let him take care of the bad habits. In the meantime, we are learning to live and move and have our being as a spirit being, a spirit being that has a soul and lives in a body. And we have the body we have and the soul we have to exist in the realm we are existing in right now. This is not an eternal realm. Only spirit is eternal. Everything else is created. Your soul is created. Your body is created. The supernatural realm is created. The solical realm is created. The natural realm is created. Created by who? By God. Anything he creates, he controls. The only thing he didn't create is him himself. We're not going to get into the whole, you know, where did God come from? Where did he start? I think if we just start thinking about that, there's an assumption there about time about a beginning and an end. And eternal eternity and the characteristics of God does not relate to the concepts that we have constructed to deal with even conversing about the supernatural, the solical, even in the natural. When we talk about time, time is not spiritual. Time is a created thing. It's not eternal. Eternity and time don't have any relationship. Eternity is a quality or character of spirit, of God. Time is not. Time was created. So we've been talking about 
wanting to grow in understanding and experience of the soulical realm, where your soul dwells, and the supernatural realm, where the soulical realm dwells. Now, again, if you have a different understanding of this, that's fine. I'm not saying any of my teachings are perfect or I'm not going to change them or that God, what God has shown you is better than what he's shown me, that's fine. The whole point is, are you learning to know him, to depend on him? Is he, does he have opportunity in your life to change you, to free you, to heal you? It's all about relationship with him. Now, how we relate to others, it's part of the circumstance that God places us in to achieve his goals. And again, you are his goal. What goes on in the world, what goes on in your family, what goes on in yourself, that's not his, that's those circumstances that he has created all to bring you into oneness, spirit, soul, and body. So his goal is never to get you into a perfect circumstance or a perfect country or a perfect family. His job is not to perfect the environment or the future or politics. His goal is to bring oneness, spirit, soul, and body. And he came and became the embodiment of that. This is what it looks like when Jesus was walking around. This is what it looks like to learn obedience through the things he suffered. Not through the things, not through gifts. He had to go through things here on this earth that brought him into unity with his father. Now, he's always one with him, spiritually, but he had a soul and he had a body. Now, unlike us, he never, his soul never protested against the Father, his spirit. His soul never had any bad habits. Now, his soul had to learn, but in the process of learning, he never developed bad habits. For you and I, our soul developed bad habits because we didn't have the same connection. Our soul was lost. Our soul was completely disconnected from our spirit and could not receive the life that gives it life. So our soul was left on its own. God does not hold that against us. God gave you the body he wanted you to have. He gave you the soul he wanted you to have. He gave you the family he wanted you to have. He gave you the life circumstances he wanted you to have. He doesn't hold them against you because he crafted your life for you. So what does he hold against you? Absolutely nothing. He rejoices in each one of us 
on a day-to-day basis, a moment-by-moment basis, a circumstance-by-circumstance basis. He sees everything going on in our lives as an opportunity to reunite our soul and spirit. Not by our own effort, by the Lord, God himself, restoring our soul. Restoring our soul to what? To that perfect oneness with our spirit. So while God is doing his thing, what are we to do? We're learning to live and move and have our being in Christ, in him. You are a joint heir with Christ. You are a co-inheritor. You have already entered the kingdom. You already have everything you need for life and godliness right now. What is our problem? We don't know how to use it. We don't know how it works. And unfortunately, the instruction manual is missing most of its pages. And the pages that we do have are written in a hundred different languages. So we get bits and pieces and ideas, and other people can interpret other parts of it. But most of it is missing. And that's a purpose of God, too. So we're not coming, so we don't become dependent on the instruction manual. God wants to teach us Himself. He is our guidance counselor, our teacher, our principal, our coach. This is His idea, He's going to fulfill it. So we've been talking about how. As God's spirit, through our spirit, starts flowing through our soul, as God makes that possible, makes it a reality, there are certain attributes in our soul that have become latent due to misuse. Atrophied. So as the spirit starts flowing through our soul, our awareness of those gifts, those abilities, can increase. They don't necessarily automatically increase, but they they often do. And God starts bringing our attention to the operations of those abilities. A few weeks ago, we talked about asking the Lord what ability he wanted you to focus on, if there was one. And if there wasn't, just encouraged you to to go with word of knowledge. God wants you to be able to use all the abilities you have. And you have all the abilities you need. You don't need to wait for God to anoint you or give you something. They're part of your soul. Now, that doesn't mean he won't give you more. 
in something different than what you have. God, that's remember, that's his nature is to give. But start with what you have right now and have an expectation that where you are right now is exactly where you're supposed to be, but also you're not to remain where you are because we are learning. We are in the process of learning, not so we can do things better or please other people or or honor God, but because that's what we're here for, to learn, to live and move and have our being in Christ, in God, spirit, soul, and body. So think about your natural being for now. You have wonderful senses. Let's just take your eyes for a minute. If you're asleep, are your eyes working? Well, they could be. If your eyes were open, they'd be taking in the information and the stimulus, and you might not even be aware of it because you're sleeping. But your eyes are natural gifts and abilities that God gave you. Your nose the same way, your ears the same thing. So that you have these natural abilities that God gave your body to function here on this earth within the natural realm. Now some work better than others and some we are more grateful for than others. But these are you can refer to Think about your eyes and your ears and your senses as gifts, natural gifts, natural abilities that we have learned to use and depend on. They came with the package. And how do we know how they work? By experience. We know our nose works because... We smell things. We know our eyes work because we see things. You don't have to understand that you're even using your eyes to see. You can simply see. Likewise with your nose when you're smelling something. Like I was just out earlier, somebody's has a a bonfire in their backyard. I didn't have to see it in order to smell it. I didn't need to know what it was in order to be able to identify it. That's based on past experience by reason of use in all our other natural senses as well. By our taste, by our what we touch, hot and cold for instance. We know something's cold because this is what we've experienced in the past. So we don't need to understand how these senses work. We don't even know what to need to know what the senses are. We can simply experience the reality that we're in and maybe possibly reflect later and go, this is what this is. This is what I was smelling. This is what I was tasting. This is what I was experiencing. 
Well, this is similar to what goes on in the supernatural realm, starting with the solical realm. And for, for now, let's just talk about the solical realm. This is simply the part of the supernatural realm where the soul, my soul, your soul, everybody's soul, functions. The abilities, the gifts that we have already in our soul function, express themselves in the solical realm. Just like in the natural our eyes, our physical abilities and gifts, function in the natural realm. Now we very often, and we're and we may go back and forth. It'll be interesting to see if we end up approaching the abilities and gifts in the supernatural realm differently than where we start with now. If we change how we perceive things. But very often we talk about seeing into the supernatural. But we don't use our eyes, our physical eyes. But we see things, we perceive things, we feel things, we can taste things, we can smell things, we can hear things in the solical realm. But do we know that our soul has ears or eyes or a nose or a tongue or feeling, skin, being able to feel hot and cold? Or are we finding ways to make sense of something that we're only beginning to experience? So when we talk about the gifts and the abilities of our soul, these are, it's just a a way to start approaching for the way that God expands the way we interact with the natural and the supernatural via via the solical. Now, This happens for believers and non-believers, those who are dead in the spirit and those who are living in spirit. Now let's look at how would a non-believer experience the supernatural realm, the so-called realm. It's the same way as believers do, but they interpret it differently. And sometimes they interpret it far better than we believers do. But they're the same capabilities, the same abilities, which were created in Adam and passed down to each successive generation. Now, whether on an individual basis or a people group or times and seasons, very often... And a, an awareness and an appreciation and a seriousness about the abilities and gifts of our soul, they, they ebb and fall. 
Sometimes they're real important. Sometimes they're completely ignored. But on an individual basis, very often they stagnate. They not only never get started, but when they do get started, they stagnate through lack of use or misunderstanding, misinterpretation. Or they've been abused or not used according to their original intent. When a non-believer who is dead in their spirit begins to use their abilities and gifts, because there's no eternal life giving life into that soul, what does the soul have? Bad habits. And we continue our bad habit as long as it works. And as we explore what's going on in the supernatural realm, our soul will continue its bad habits as long as it works. We don't want them to work. We want God to take every opportunity to get rid of our bad habits, our soulical bad habits. But a non-believer doesn't have that constraint, doesn't have that concern. A non-believer is going to have their own motivations. It could be a desire for something new, just a different experience or for power, or for greed, or for just to satisfy a need. But it's not going to be, it's not going to line up with the nature of God. It's going to line up with the fallen nature of our own soul. And this is where things like ESP and divination and witchcraft and and all kinds of supernaturally verifiable, they're real, but they're detached from the Spirit of God. So they don't meet anyone's needs. They don't accomplish what we think they're accomplishing. We're There's a deceit there, a trickery there. Because, again, what does the the soul want? To maintain control, to not change, not have to change, to continue the bad habits. We like those bad habits. They're, They're there for a reason, because they fill a need. We all have the same needs for love, for acceptance, for being valued, for being valuable. And if God isn't there, if it, the time isn't for us to be born again, we come up our, with our own ways of getting those needs met. And that's where we develop those bad habits. Believers, we need to understand that these gifts, these abilities are not holy. They're not perfect. They're not reliable. They are not infallible or to be exalted in any way. They're not the end goal. Oh, if I can just get perfected in moving in the gifts of the Spirit, let's say. No. 
we look back at, at the scriptures and we're just reminded that when Jesus was walking around with his disciples, they were all fallen except for him. They were all sinners. There were no Christians. They were all dead in their spirit. So when God sent them two by two, and they all came back and they were amazed, even the, even the devils respond to us. And they could heal people. And they, they tasted and experienced the power of their soul. but it didn't fulfill their needs. And they were still learning there. Again, you know, they asked God, they were kicked out of a town. They said, Jesus, shall we call down fire from heaven? Jesus looked at him and said, you know, basically, are you crazy? Why would you do that? You don't know what you're thinking. You don't know what spirit you are, you're of. You don't know where that's coming from. Because it wasn't coming from spirit. They were dead in their spirit. It wasn't coming from God. It was coming from their bad habits. And those bad habits in our soul make us vulnerable. But that's all right. Nothing, nothing to get worried about. But that's where our vulnerability comes in, comes from. So we are susceptible to our enemies, to the world system, to the devil and his buddies. This is part of God's plan. He puts roadblocks in our way, obstacle course in our way, so we, can, so we will not be satisfied with our, the where, where we are now, our abilities now. He wants us to want more, more of him. And how do we get that? We pay attention to our, you know, if we, if we just paid attention to what was our, on our agenda and let God take care of everything else, we'd get a lot farther than trying to do what's on our agenda and on his. Let him be the God. So the, whole, the gifts and the abilities are not infallible and are not to be exalted or put on a pedestal. Or, I mean, we want to seek after them. We want them. And we want to honor those who do have them operating in their lives. And we want to take joy and appreciate our own efforts we want to recognize that it's work and that it is an accomplishment to have these abilities restored to working properly in our lives. So we're not discounting them. We're not saying they're nothing. We're not being false about their value. They are valuable. And we want to appreciate them. But they're not perfect. They're not infallible. They're not, they are not to take the place of God himself, the truth of the Spirit. Now, later we're going to go into the, some of the particular abilities. But 
for now, just know that the abilities and the gifts, just as you have in your physical being, they came with your eyes and your ears, etc., came with your body. The gifts and the abilities in your soul came with your soul. They're just not working. Or even, and this is something we'll find out, maybe they're working and you're just not paying attention. Over time, I think that's going to be a big thing for a lot of us to realize is that, oh, yeah, this has been going on in my life for a long time, and I just always thought everybody experienced it. I had that growing up. I thought everybody heard from God the way the way I did. So we'll find out that there's ways that God has been quickening our soul that we weren't even aware of as being a quickening in our soul. But that's where I want you to start this week is go back to our original discussion about asking the Lord if is there a particular ability that he wants you to focus on and if not look at, you know ask if it's okay if you seek after the gift or the ability of the word of knowledge that's in other words information where the Lord where you are provided a piece of information and just in general start dwelling on what where would that come from? How would your soul perceive that? Make yourself available. Make your mind and your will and your emotions available to God to let him draw you with the understanding that part of the process is to quicken your soulical senses. This is something, again, that he does, but he does it through reason of use. And we're the ones who do the using. So when you put yourself in the position of using those senses, that's when God can quicken them. So think about the supernatural realm. How do you see in the supernatural? How do you smell? How do you taste? Remember, you already have what's you have everything you need. But let the Lord bring you into experiences, whether it's through visions or dreams or experiences or by reminding you of past things, and just see what he has to say. Write it down. Writing it down can make it real. And writing it down is very often the way the Lord reveals more about it. So we will be getting back together again the same time next week. If you have any questions or comments or feedback, don't hesitate to drop me a line at diane at therainersclub.org or through Blog Talk Radio. We'll be getting back together again next week, same time. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.